Hey there, everyone. Welcome to Speak Now Pro Wrestling. It is July 26th. I'm Denise Salcedo, joined by Righteous Reg. The California Connection is here to talk about AEW Dynamite. And I'm curious because I feel like every single week that we come on here to talk about Dynamite, there's always something different that ends up happening. Mm -hmm. I think coming out of today's show, I didn't even know like what the main, I would say like the main thing that stood out to me on today's show was there was a lot of things that went down on today's show. So Mm -hmm. I can't wait to kind of get your opinion and hear what everyone has to say about this episode of AEW, because I have a feeling it might have some people split, but Reg, man, how are you? I'm doing pretty well today, Denise. Super excited to be here as always Wednesday night, super fun dynamite, a lot of developments here today, but always, I mean, just to come and talk with my friend, on Wednesday about some wrestling is cool. How are you doing, Denise? Always so busy. You never have any time. Do you ever just take a day where you're like, no wrestling, no MMA, no media, no editing videos, no tweeting, no anything, and you just eat Cheez-Its on your couch? <laughs> Wait, I love that you would assume that I'm a Cheez-Its person. I you know you close. like Cheez-Its, Denise. No, Come on. for me, it's goldfish. I love oh, okay, goldfish. Okay. That's well, my thing. kind of on the same line. Yeah, not really. I feel like Cheez-Its, <laughs> you have, if you have five or more Cheez-Its past your Cheez-Its limit, uh-huh. all of a sudden you'd be getting a stomach ache. It's pretty, I can, a lot of cheese. I can eat the whole bag of goldfish and be like, all right, let's get some more. <laughs> so you like the lighter airiness of the goldfish. Yes. I see you. Okay, I understand. So yes, answer my question. Do you sit and eat goldfish and not think about wrestling, not think about MMA, not edit videos, not be on your YouTube page and just kick it? Reg, so I know that this is supposed to be a fun show, right? But let me <laughs> tell you something. I'm going to be completely honest with all the viewers here. I am a workaholic and this is not a joke. This is actually something that I, no, it's a joke, but it's not a joke. It's It's actually something that I struggle with. The, Mm -hmm. I feel a tremendous amount of guilt, Mm -hmm. a guilt. Mm -hmm. If I sit down and relax in my mind, I'm like, you're not doing this. You're not achieving that. You're not catching up on this. You need to work on that. You're falling behind. You're a loser. You need to get your shit together, get your act together. You're going to fall behind and you're never going to make your dreams come true. And you're going to die poor. Whoa. (laughs) And so. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like that's the problem. And I don't know how many people are like this, but every time I'm not doing something, I feel guilt, but I, I've been working on it though, Reg, I've been working on it. I've been telling myself to relax. That's fair. That's fair. It's I knew that. I mean, I've seen you work before. I've seen you immediately after a presser on your laptop, not caring what's going on in the world, getting your stuff together. So I know. And uh, the amount of content you're doing a show pretty much every day, you're always doing something. I'm like, she doesn't never take no break to just kick it. But I understand it. In order to achieve the greatest success, in order to get up to the top, you really got to go for it. And you're really going for it, Denise. So shout out to you. But take a break, Denise. Damn, take a vacation, girl. What's wrong with you? I'll try. I'll try. You know what? <laughs> I mean, you're going to be my kick it mentor. Yeah. You're going to teach me how to just relax right. and kick it. And Denise, we're the California connection, girl. We live in California. And California. I go to the beach all we do once, is a once, once a year. Once a year? Oh my God, Denise. I know, I know. I wish that I could go to the beach every week and like relax and something, 
I can't relax. They're going to take our name from us. You only go to the beach once a year. Give me the California connection. You don't even go to the <laughs> beach. What? Okay, fine. I will work on having more beach days. How far but... away is the beach? Let me give you some bail. Okay, so there's a bunch of different beaches like right by my house in any direction that I go. But the closest one is probably, I think, Seal Beach. And how far? Uh, with traffic, depending on what time I go, it could be anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour. Uh, and I know some people sitting here are going like, that's not, not close, close at all. Yeah. And I'm not kidding you. That's like maybe 12 miles here. That's nothing. Yeah. Like you could go to the beach if you wanted to more than once a year for sure. Yeah. You don't, I it's know. never you just like a that. Thursday at 2 PM and you're just like, I'm going to go to the beach. That's what I, I do. Okay, someone suggested what about streaming from the beach? Hey, you know what? If they do another like wrestling show at the beach, we should do this, Reg. We'll we do should. our show from the actual beach to keep in theme if another wrestling show Hashtag goes back beach. to the beach. Yeah, I like exactly. It. I'm in. Exactly. I'm in. I think that sounds great. All right. Well, we'll do that whenever that happens again. We'll see. Um, all right. Let's get to AEW Dynamite. I think today is going to be an interesting one for sure. But before yeah. we get started, just a heads up to everybody, please help support this podcast. Uh, send in your super chats. If you do send them in, they get your questions, your comments, your hot takes uh, read here on the stream. And sometimes they even help dictate the conversation because I know some of you guys like to ask the tough questions and bring up the hard subjects. And me and Reg are here like, we're like puppets, Reg. We're puppets. <laughs> We're like, oh no, this has been brought up. Now yeah. we gotta talk about we got, it. We have to. They said it in the super chat. It's out loud. Now we gotta do it. So continue, friends. <laughs> exactly. So send in those super chats. Let's mm -hmm. get to it. Let's start rolling. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and kick it off with our first super chat of the day. And this is from Cheeky Monkey, who says, Imagine signing a hoss like Taya, only <sighs> to have her lose, lose lose before so, we came on this podcast Denise, I was about you to say said it. right before we came on Denise said they're probably gonna say something about the women I'm pretty sure and I was like oh maybe not and then the first super chat is like what about the women so okay well since we're here the mm -hmm. second super chat is also about the women and this is from <laughs> grapple geekery who says that camera that cameraman showing that sign is getting fired definitely not I don't think anyone's getting fired. No. We'll talk about this in a second. Yes. The third super chat is Ooh. about the women. Okay. Arza288 says, Brit needs time off to get healthy. Thank you to Arza for that super chat. And, um, okay. We also got one from Taylor Cannon who says, what's up, Denise and Reg? You deserve a break, Denise. Thank you so much, Taylor. All right. So let's focus in. We might as well get started on the women. So yes. let's just get it out there. Let's yes. talk about this because- this has been something, Reg, that constantly the last, I would say, maybe three weeks that you and I have done this show, somebody always brings up the women's division and mm. always specifically brings up Britt Baker. The yes. one thing that people have been saying is that, you know, Britt Baker's momentum hasn't necessarily been as hot as it once was. And so last week on Collision, um, we basically had... Um, Sorry, I'm hearing an echo. Why am I hearing an echo? I don't know where that's coming from, but it's driving me crazy. Okay, mm -hmm. so are you hearing this echo or is it just me? I don't know. I don't hear any echo. Maybe it is just you. No echo, echo, echo. Okay, well, I'm just going to go ahead and just roll with it. Sorry, it's driving yeah. me nuts. All right, know. so <laughs> last week or this past weekend on Collision, we had Taya Valkyrie. Yeah. We had Taya Valkyrie 
come out and after she got this victory, she ended up challenging Britt Baker to a match. And Britt mm -hmm. Baker last week had a really nothing throwaway match that was with Kayla Sparks. And even you came on here and said, do we just, did they just get this, put on this match just because they needed a women's match, even though it was a nothing match. Yeah. And so the whole catalyst to Taya versus Britt Baker was that Taya said Britt Baker got a win. Let's have this match. And mm -hmm. so today we ended up having a match between Britt Baker and Taya Valkyrie. And I've been seeing mixed reactions <laughs> to this match. <laughs> okay. There are some people that thought this match was really bad. There are some people that thought that it was okay. I don't feel that way at all. I thought this match was fine. There were a couple of moments that I thought, ah, maybe could have been a little bit better, but nothing that made me go, you know what? This match sucks. Not mm. at all. And then after the match, there was a moment where for a couple seconds on screen, they showed this fan sign and the fan sign said, book the women's division better. And mm -hmm. I kept thinking to myself, oh my God, they actually showed this right now on TV. And so now everybody's kind of talking about, you know, the women's division and booking them better. So right. let's start with the actual fan sign, Reg. Do you think that was done on purpose or accidental? And by that, I mean showing it on the screen. I can't see something like that being shown on accident. Like there's not a lot of times where something specifically like shoot to camera, blah, 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 where they would be like, shoot to camera, blah, blah, blah. And it's going to be on a sign that they don't want on TV. This isn't an accident. It maybe wasn't on purpose. I don't know, but it's a little bit more calculated, I feel. And I don't feel like the person is going to get fired for it. But it's like, yo, that sign is there. But I couldn't imagine Tony Khan being on the headset and being like, hey, shoot to that sign of them saying I should do better here. That just sounds crazy. So, I mean, I don't honestly know what's going on. But we know, Denise, we talk about this every single week. It's a very hot topic. People feel very strongly about it. And when they don't, when you continue to 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 prove everybody right, it's even worse, I feel. Yeah, and so for me, I feel like when I saw this sign, I can't imagine it being something done on purpose. Like you said, it's not mm -hmm. like Tony's going to be like, hey, show that sign where they're criticizing <laughs> my booking. There's no way. So I'm thinking like, was this just accidental? Did someone see a sign that said women and they were like, oh, we just had a women's match. Let's Maybe. point to that sign. Yeah. Uh, I just kind of stood there going, oh, my God, I can't believe they just showed this sign on TV, which mm -hmm. on a way, it's not like we've never seen controversial signs. We've definitely no. seen plenty of them, but right. they're usually pretty good about not maybe showing these types of signs. Right. That's criticizing the actual programming. Mm -hmm. And so with that being said, I mentioned that we were kind of seeing some mixed reactions to this match between Britt Baker and Taya. Uh, did you like this match? Did you have any sort of mixed reactions? I'm yes. sensing something here reg time we have a conversation about brit baker she's not very good at this wrestling thing i'm just sorry we're gonna have to just say it out loud look whatever there was before there was some momentum people liked her she had some fun matches with thunder rosa obviously carrying her through these matches but Britt Baker as a main event women's wrestler, when you got Tony Storm, uh, uh, Jamie Hayter, uh, Chris Statlander, Athena, Willow Nightingale, all these amazing wrestlers. No, you don't compare to all these great people. And we've seen it. I'm not even being crazy about this. The matches show it. Watch a bit Britt Baker match and you're like, 
get back to the PC, lady. What the hell's going on here? I see what people are talking about when they're talking shit online. This is awful. I don't want to see this in this ring. I don't know what happened if she digressed as a pro wrestler, if what we were seeing back then wasn't the same. I think it's just because back when she was killing it, they didn't have this awful, awesome locker room full of incredible women, some of the best women's wrestlers in the world. And then you see them. You see Athena and Willow put on one of the best matches of the year, and then you see Britt Baker, and you're like, what? You're in the same, you're not in the same league. Those women, they're blowing you away. You are being left behind. Something needs to be needs to happen. She can't be the leader of this division anymore, just off promos. And I'm sorry to say this, but look, every time she has a match, we're just like, that was not good. And we try to Denise, we try to be like, oh no, it wasn't so bad. It's okay. Try to be nice about it, but like, let's keep it real, man. The hell is okay. it? So, Reg, here's the thing, too. Let me ask you a question because I'm not going to sit here and tell you that you're wrong, right? I'm not going to sit here and tell you that you're wrong, that there are not a lot of other women in on the roster right now that are far more uh, skilled in ring, right? Okay, I'm not going to tell you that you're wrong there. But here's my question, though. Do you think, because... <sighs> I've liked so many of Britt Baker's matches. I've loved all of the stuff that she did with Thunder Rosa. And so do you think that part of the reason why maybe this match didn't necessarily check all of those boxes, do you think the reason why Britt Baker is uh, her in-ring skills are standing out more on the negative side than they were before? Do you think that it's because we don't get to see her out there as often wrestling, having these types of matches? I mean, for how knows how long we were seeing the stuff that they were doing over and over with the outcasts nonstop. Do you think that maybe it was just a matter of fact that they didn't have her coming out there and having all these matches anymore? No, because we don't see Tony Storm often. We don't see Chris Statlander often. We don't see Layla Hirsch often. We don't see Trisha Dora often. But when we do see them, they're incredible. And they're continuing to get better when we do see them. We haven't seen a match where we're like, well, Britt's been in the gym going after it, getting after it. She still looks like she looked two years ago. She doesn't look like a like she's been in there getting it, go, going after it every day as a professional wrestler getting better. She's just continuing to do what she was doing i don't think it's that because other women are in the same boat and they can seem to get better when we see them on the tv so what didn't work for you in this match with taya and brit <sighs> i think she... for me the noticeable spot was and i even wondered like man there was, was that planned like was this what they were trying to do i really wasn't sure i thought they kind of did a pretty good job of trying to like cover it up there was a moment where taya went for the road to valhalla Mm -hmm. And it just like didn't look right. And then she it was right before the commercial breaks. And then after the road to Valhalla or the attempt to the road to Valhalla, she just started like getting Brett Baker with all of these elbow strikes. That was one moment that stood out to me. There was another moment that stood out to me. And it was when Taya went for a spear. That, my friends, was not a spear. I don't know what went wrong there, but I'm like, bro, that was a running hug. What happened? You know what I'm talking about, though, right? Like, I when do. commentary was like, that's a spear. I was like, bro, I've been watching wrestling for years. That ain't a spear. Not a spear. What went wrong there? And so those were the, some of the moments that were clunky for me that really stood out. And I think for the majority, like the rest of the match, I was able to be like, okay, this is fine, whatever. This wasn't, you know, no five-star performance by any means but it wasn't enough for me to be like oh i'm not a fan 
she's just a step behind. It's like Taya, we've seen her have some great matches with Jade. We've seen her, Krista. We've seen her on this run even have some really fun matches. And if you look different in a match with Britt Baker, what's the uh, what's the factor here? Why why did all your other matches work and this one doesn't work? Um, sometimes when wrestlers need a little extra work, their performances seem like one, two, three, one, two, three. Oh, <laughs> one, two, three. Ready? Clothesline. I've one, seen two, that. Three. I've seen okay. that. One, yes. two, three. What? That's and if I'm if we're one, two, three in there, like you, mean, on... you can see the wheel spinning yeah. on the person. Yes, where you, it's almost like you're almost. It's almost like you're watching a student's match. And I've mm -hmm. seen it with some people. I'm not specifically talking right now about Britt and Taya, mm -hmm. but I have seen it in other situations where I'm going, oh, I can tell what they're thinking about during this moment. One, two, I can tell one, two, three, what one, next two, three. move they're going, going for one, next. Two, three wrestling, and this is the premier brand, the premier show. Some of the, like I said, some of the best women wrestling in the world. It's not going to work out for me. Okay, so I get, I totally get what you're saying here. So let's get some more comments and let's see what people are saying because we're getting a lot of a lot of questions on this one here. Um, all right, let's get this one here from Jake Salazar who says, "Where Serena Deeb?" And Ser and Jake Salazar also says, "Tell you tell us how you really feel, Reg." Uh, Serena Deeb, we haven't seen her in a while. Who knows what's going on with hurt? her? This is the last time I saw she was hurt, but she was hurt. I yeah, I don't really know for sure. I don't know. I don't know either. It kind of felt like for a second, Serena Deeb was, we were seeing so much of her with Hikaru Shida. Mm -hmm. And that was really something that was, it was good. It was really good. But I think with Serena Deeb, it was always like, no matter what, she went out there and she had good matches. But I don't necessarily know if people saw her getting to that level that we saw Britt Baker get to, mm -hmm. or the level that people hoped Jamie Hayter would get to. And so that was yeah. kind of like my only, um, I guess you can say issue with that. Because that was just, it was just it was just someone that you enjoyed watching her matches, but yeah. that was kind of it. I don't know if anybody could get behind like her personality to really like want right. her to succeed. You know what I mean? Like there, the other women had like the promo to kind of back up the great wrestling skill, and she had the great wrestling skill, but maybe she just wasn't given the opportunity to show more than that. Right, exactly. And let's be real: when it comes down to pro wrestling, like it's not just the personality because we were talking about this with Brit. Clearly yeah. she's got a personality. She's great on the mic, but right. what are people saying? Well, she needs more uh, in-ring work, work, right? And then you got the people that got the in-ring work down, but ah, the personality's not there, mm -hmm. you know? So it, it is different stuff. You need a whole bunch of things to really be a star in all of this. But uh, we got so much more in here. Big homie kitchen sends in a super chat saying Brit versus Taya was an absolute stinker. Britt has regressed, regressed so much in the past year, but Sheeta versus Nyla is on Rampage, so we move. Uh, I feel bad because I ain't even tuning into Rampage. Like, let's be real. <laughs> I ain't even tuning into another Rampage. Another for another day, huh, Denise? <laughs> I feel that, that's another topic we need to talk about. I actually, yeah. and I've seen this on social media quite a bit. And so I'm going to mm -hmm. ask you in the chat the question here is because someone, a couple of people have suggested, well, what if you make Rampage the women's show? Uh huh. Is How that do you feel? I have a, yeah, I, I want to know about that because they've asked us a bunch of times about that on Grapsity, and I'm like, I was thinking about this. Yeah. Okay, let me think about this because am I going to tune into Rampage this Friday night by choice? No, I'm not. Okay, mm -hmm. and I have to because it's part of my job, and I got to watch these matches. Okay, by choice. But by choice, do I want to tune into Rampage <laughs> every week? No, I don't because they haven't given mm -hmm. me a reason to say yes. I'm going to tune into Rampage. Now, if you were going to sell this show to me, 
to me, all of a sudden revamp it and be like, this is now going to be a woman's show or the women are going to be more so featured on the show. I'm going to go, you know what? I'm going to check it out. I'm going to okay. check it out. I'm going to see what they're doing. It's going to get my curiosity because at least it would be something different, right? Okay. Try something different. Will it work? I have no idea, but it will at least pique my interest enough to be like, you know what? I'm going to tune in to see what the women are up to. What uh, does anything happen during Rampage ever that makes you like, I'm going to tune in to watch it? Has there been anything this year where you're like, I got to watch Rampage? There was one thing, and this was not even that. This was a long time ago at this point. Someone, <laughs> someone here who's good at dates can help me out here. There was only one time in recent memory that I felt, damn, I really wish I was at home watching Rampage right now. Okay. And I couldn't watch Rampage that day because I was at another job. And that day was when we were going to see Hook have his first match. Oh, uh, okay. I think that might have been even. No. That was a long time ago. That was <laughs> the last was time here. that I remember going, damn, I wish I was watching Rampage right now. Oh, my God. Denise does not watch <laughs> I mean, I'm freaking tuned in. Shit, I was on here. Reg, there was a period of time where I would pop in to do my Friday night shows, and this was when SmackDown was really bad. Do you remember mm -hmm. when SmackDown was so bad that you can review the show in like two minutes? Yeah. <laughs> and Rampage was the only thing that was giving my show any life right. and it's completely flipped upside down now where i don't even cover rampage on fridays anymore it's completely gone and i only talk about smackdown uh, that wasn't the case a year a year and a half ago where i would talk about smackdown for two minutes and then do like a one-hour post show on rampage that's very unfortunate because they've been having some really fun stuff i've thought about it like i said they've submitted these questions to us many times on Grapsity asking about making Rampage the women's show. At this point, I'm saying yes, all in. Let's try it. We, the, you're obviously not going to give these people what they want during the weekly shows with these women matches and segments and anything featuring them. Let's try it with Rampage. I mean, like we got Collision. There's a lot of fun things happening over there. Do Collision and and and, and uh, Dynamite. But then, see, this is where I land because it's like. Are, and then do you just not feature the women on any of those shows because See, they have where, their own show? I wouldn't want that either, though. That's the thing. I so. wouldn't want there to be like, all of a sudden, we don't get our one women's match on right. Dynamite. And I still fair. want my one women's yeah. match at least, you know? So if we do Rampage, I still need a match on Dynamite. I still need a match on Collision. And if we're going to sacrifice those to just have one show, I don't think that's a. I don't think that's worth it. Exactly. So it almost feels to me like, yeah, it would be something to at least try. But I think mm. at this point, it's like, might as well just stick with what you're doing. And yeah. you're just, you're so far you're down, so deep it. into this. Yeah, yeah. just get Okay, it, it was really like, once you brought on Collision, I think at this point, it was just too much to be like, well, I'm going to dedicate Wednesdays to Dynamite, yeah. Fridays to Rampage, right. Saturdays to Collision. Like, I got to have a little bit of and a life. Right? Everything else. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Grapple Geekery sends in a super chat saying, I was kidding, but Tony Khan has a perfectly good Maria Canales line around who made the Ring of Honor Women's Division a thing. Maybe delegate booking to her, Tony. And this is from Grapple Geekery. Uh, it's hard to say uh, because clearly, point blank, I do think that there should be a woman or some women, you know, in these roles because we talk yeah. about this all the time. And this goes in multiple. This is part of life, part of the avenues, part of even 
cinema, which we're always talking about. But what are people always talking about in that world too? Wanting to see females behind the camera so that you have right. better representation in front of the camera too, right? right? Yeah. But like I said, if you clearly would need some of that too, but it shouldn't have to be that way either. It should also be like, there should still be an effort made to have a better women's division, even if you don't have any women there that are, you know, part of the creative aspect of it, like really, really exactly. part of it. Yeah. And it, I mean, they have uh, women back there that are going to help people are mentioning Madison rain in the comments and Maria. So like they can get the help. It's just, if they're going to dedicate the time, you can have all the resources, you can have everything in the world, but time is most important. Exactly. So yeah, there's just so much stuff here uh, to break down. But Metalhead for Life, thank you so much for also sending in the super uh, sticker. We really appreciate that very much. And I'm trying to get all of the women's matches uh, super chats first. This one's from Heidi Ho, who says, it looked like they were wrestling in concrete boots. I thought I was watching in slow motion. That's been all of Taya's matches in AEW. Do you agree with that? Because you actually had something different to say about Taya's stuff. No, I think Ty, that's just kind of how Taya works. She's not like the fastest wrestler in the world. She's a she's kind of a slow, methodical uh, approacher to her matches. So I don't really feel necessarily like that. But I yes. can see why people would feel like that also. <laughs> yes, voice sends in a super chat saying, wasn't Thunder Rosa teased before Collision debuted? When it When is the payoff? Uh, based on what I have been seeing from Thunder Rosa's uh, comments that she makes on Busted Open regarding her, her her injury and everything that she's been dealing with, it seems to me like she's getting closer and closer. But I have mm -hmm. a feeling they may have jumped the gun just a tad yeah. bit with promoting her because mm -hmm. it's clearly that she's not – it doesn't look like she may be ready, ready just yet, but it looks like yeah. we're nearing that. Yeah, I think they may be – I don't know if they knew uh, the extent of how much longer she was going to be out, but I think they just kind of wanted to lay the foundation of that. When she does come back, it's going to be on collision, but I guess that kind of sets a bad, you know, example for the fans that are like, we thought she was coming back. But I think she's still, as we could tell, still injured at the moment. But we're waiting for Thunder Rosa to come back. We're very excited about it. It's going to be very interesting to see what Thunder Rosa's return does look like. Because keep in mind, the last time we saw her, she was your AEW Women's Champion. It oh seemed like she was finally going to be getting that? her moment. Doesn't that feel like 10 years ago? It does. I was like, really? When was that? Feels like forever ago. It's crazy. We haven't seen Thunder Rosa in so long. Hopefully she does come back, man. She's been out for a long time at this point. And I wonder if they'll ever circle back to Thunder Rosa Britt Baker again. They have to. Yeah, it felt like on the TV show that they were um, setting it up. Like every week, Britt was like, Thunder's the Rose, Thunder's the Rose. And she even kind of played it up on there, too. It felt like that's what they were leading to. And maybe they were hoping that at the end of that, that Thunder was going to be uh, ready to go. And that also played a role in it. So I don't know. Get back here, Thunder. Steven sends in a super chat saying Britt had great storylines and got over with being a great character. In the end, personality is what people remember. Reg is lame. Reg take is a lame. <laughs> Denise wanted to get one out. She forgot a word. She was like, Reg is lame. I was like, Reg is lame. <laughs> That's okay. You can feel that way, Steven. <laughs> okay. Let me clarify that Steven does not think Reg is lame. He thinks his take is take lame. Is lame. Yes. All right. That's All fine. right. Hell of people think my takes are lame. Like, hell of people. <laughs> hell of people. Uh, Magnum Wade sends in a super chat saying between the Joshis and some of the better women from the Indies and XNXT WWE, AEW should should 
have the best women's division in the world, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I mean, look, when you think about this, WWE is, is there have so many great women, right? You got your Bianca's, your Becky's, mm-hmm. uh, even just like even NXT. Yeah, I'm constantly talking about the women on Tuesdays. Uh, mm-hmm. Clearly, Impact Wrestling is has always been at the forefront when it comes Leaders. to the women. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, internationally speaking, same thing. We've seen a lot of great stuff with the women. So it does feel because AEW is, you know, AEW presented itself as this new, cool, yeah. hit company. We're going to give you the alternative to everything that you have been wanting in pro wrestling. That's mm-hmm. the only thing that they haven't gotten right just yet. <laughs> It's crazy because, like, this is, like, the oldest thing we've been talking about with AEW, like, off-rip. They kind of gave us that, like you were saying, of, like, we're changing the game. We're going to have all this different. We're going to treat our women different. And, like, it felt like we were leading up to that. But for the most part, it's been pretty not that great. And I see why people are consistently angry about it because, like, if you're a dedicated women's wrestling fan and you like AEW, you would want to see that representation for you know you would want to see that on your screen i always relate it to, to like you know i make the black wrestling list black wrestlers on thing i want to see uh people that look like me i want to see people that represent what i represent with so if you watch consistently all these shows and they're not doing that it's super frustrating right Tim Weiner Jr. sends in a super chat saying this is where dark and elevation were useful. A lot of women's matches on there. A lot of opportunities for a lot of people, not just the women, to get reps on those cards. And, uh, of course, I never watched dark or dark elevation. (laughs) (laughs) Denise is like, good for you guys, but, yeah, not for me. (laughs) Oh, man, I feel like such a dick. so funny. I'm a dick. I never watched it. Never seen it myself, but that's great. No, but I'll be honest with you. I didn't enjoy Dark Dark Elevation because when I did go and when I would see the shows, I remember sitting there because I would go, I would only watch Dark Dark Elevation when uh, I would go to the pay-per-views. And let's say I attended Friday's Rampage, right? You're mad because you were bored. Dude, I remember sitting there going like, how many Dark Order matches is that already that I've sat through here today? shit bro and then <laughs> what was worse was i forgot i think it was one uh dynamite show that oh, i went man. to i got there just in time for dynamite to start but i ended up getting into the arena into my seat a lot earlier so i ended up watching like a little bit of dark and it was fine because i actually en- was really happy that i made it that day because i ended up getting to see willie mack that day so i was like oh, oh nice. hell yeah mm-hmm. well i was like damn i got lucky today mm-hmm. had a really great time watching that match but then afterwards after dynamite was over they were like don't go anywhere there's <laughs> more matches and I was like, oh, shit. And he's so good I for stayed. that. <laughs> yeah, I stayed. And then afterwards, I was like, oh, fuck, I got to go. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. This is it. Like, this is a little too much for me. But no, mm-hmm. but it is true, though. The shows were great to get a lot of people those reps so that when you do get onto Dynamite and Rampage, the shows that I was yeah. watching, yeah. you know, it's not rusty. Yeah, Tim makes a super great point, especially considering that AEW doesn't. They do some house shows, but they don't have a a house show loop like WWE does. So, like, a lot of these women's wrestlers, if they're not taking bookings out of uh, AEW, no reps. You can't get any reps. You can't be in front of any crowds if you're only waiting on Tony Khan to book you, which is kind of an unfortunate thing. So, Dark and Dark Elevation are very much missed for wrestlers of all types so i do understand uh 
that the usefulness that it was. It's now uh, Ring of Honor on Honor Club. If you do really miss it and you haven't seen it very recently, <laughs> they will satisfy you. Uh, Steven Marchulli sends it a super chat saying, given Soraya's lack of expected impact on women's division, why would Mercedes be any different? Um, totally different because Soraya was gone for a long period of time and women's wrestling mm -hmm. evolutionized. Yes. It, it changed. Correct. Mercedes Monet was there the entire time. Yes. She was still wrestling. She was there making the changes too, you know? Exactly. And mm -hmm. given what we have seen from her uh, post-WWE and uh, prior to her injury, uh, you cannot compare the two at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just the way that Mercedes presents herself, Denise. Like, if we just, like, looked at her social media and all the things that she's done post-WWE, she carries herself like a big star. Like, she doesn't, she doesn't, like, I like Soraya. She's great. I'm happy to see her back. But she's just, like, another one of the wrestlers, which is great. I'm sure she took a long time to do this. But Mercedes is, like, uh, uh, some change is going to happen if you get Mercedes there. Yeah. She's going to lead some things to happen. It's pretty different. Right. So I, I would not compare the two on this particular situation. Uh, Johnny sends in a super chat saying AEW has perfected violent women matches. They've had that, a lot of really great ones. Yeah. The most notable one, obviously, Britt and Thunder Rosa on that one here. Uh, we still mm -hmm. got so many more super chats. I will get to them in just a second, but I want to go ahead and uh, press on from the women's stuff and get on <laughs> to uh, about some... one angle. Bro, we've been here for 30 <laughs> minutes and we've talked about one angle. <laughs> So funny. Get Thank you guys. Finish. Thank you guys. Thank you. <laughs> All so of a sudden, funny. we're going to have a freaking draw here on this. I know, show. right? Jeez All right. Louise. So let's get into this meaty aspect. And we have a lot of super chats on this too. So let's get into the meaty aspect of this show that kind of intertwined a whole lot. Uh, that Let's start off with Orange Cassidy versus AR Fox for the AEW International Championship. So, um, before this match even started, Darby Allen had a video package where he was mm -hmm. basically saying that AR Fox is one of the reasons that Darby Allen is here in the first place. Because when Darby Allen was homeless and living in his parking garage, AR That's Fox true. allowed him a place to live rent free and mm -hmm. basically inspired Darby to, you know, train a lot and work hard and all of this. Right. So it was established at that point. Hey, AR Fox and Darby have a really good relationship. So we end up getting this phenomenal match between Orange Cassidy and AR Fox. I mean, it is seamless. It is smooth. It is awesome to see them work together. While I was watching this match, Reg, I kept thinking to myself, damn, we need to see more of AR Fox. Like this guy, we've seen him work with Top Flight. We've yep. seen him in there, you know, in matches with, uh, with, with Kenny Omega and mm -hmm. the Elite and yep. all of these different types of matches that they've been doing. But he kind of, he comes and goes like the wind, okay? Yeah, <laughs> like does. a lot of people on Dynamite. <laughs> they come and go. Yeah. And so we haven't really gotten a program or anything with AR Fox. And mm. so I was thinking to myself, like, damn, they need to do something with AR Fox here. And lo and behold, the uh, they ended up granting my wishes here because after this match, when Orange Cassidy defeated AR Fox, he wanted to, you know, do sportsmanship like uh, – ending shake hands he put the glasses on him whatever ar fox ends up attacking him mm -hmm. and then afterwards darby comes out and he's pissed off at ar fox because he vouched for this guy he said all yeah. these great things about him and now he's out there you know being a jerk right mm -hmm. so then there's a lot here so then <laughs> afterwards john moxley after this match does attack oh, Orange yeah. Cassidy. <laughs> but 
before There's we get lot. to that, all right, then we ended up having Darby Allen versus Swerve Strickland later yeah. on in the night. Another awesome match. We'll get into that more so afterwards. But uh, basically during this match, with the help of AR Fox, Swerve ended up defeating Darby Allen. Mm-hmm. So now we know that AR Fox has aligned himself with the Mogul Embassy, and this is great. I said a lot. Reg, let's rewind. How did you feel starting off with the match between Orange Cassidy and AR Fox? I loved it. I, everything. And this is my favorite part of the show. Everything kind of involved with this. They started out with that great video package, which is real, by the way. These are all everything that Darby Allen says is like real facts. Like, bro was homeless, bro lived in his car, not a joke. Bro really like grinded to for to get to this place. AR Fox helped him along with many other people kind of get to this position. Such a great coach. Like when Orange Cassidy, I mean, when Darby said, if anybody deserves this, AR Fox deserves this. That's like such a real sentence to say right there. So great way to start it off. Great match uh, on display. Orange Cassidy is amazing. People are talking wild in the comments. Somebody said Orange Cassidy's boring. Somebody said Orange Cassidy's uh, AEW's Roman Reigns. Y'all are talking wild. All of these matches have been on fire. Like he has like 26 defenses and like 26 defenses of heat. Like they're all different matches, different opponents. Orange Cassidy is incredible. Like even just at the people didn't believe in Orange Cassidy for so long, even after he proved time after time with the first few years that he was really that guy. Even to start this reign, people were still like, oh, I don't kind of know about Orange Cassidy. He still does the, the gimmick and the fake kicks and all that. Burned all that down. He's one of the best wrestlers in the world. This title reign has been insane. To be on display again with AR Fox and to get the win, great. Post-match angle with him putting his glasses on and Air Fox being like, nah, I ain't down with that. Knocking him out. Amazing. Then at the end of Swerve and Darby for AR Fox to play a role in the reason that Swerve beat Darby. Darby, who has a title match for the TNT Championship. That's kind of crazy that you lost, bro. Like you're losing and you got a title match. What that mean for Swerve? So for them to do that and then for AR Fox to join the Mogul Embassy, beautiful. I can't, there's no complaints there. Like it was a great, perfectly executed angle for me. Like just gave me everything I needed. Exactly. That's kind of how I felt too. Like the way that everything unfolded was great. And here's the thing that I want to do. I want to bring up here for a second because the Mogul, the Mogul Embassy hasn't always been a hit for me. Right. They've tried out different variations. We've seen different people mm-hmm. come in and be, you know, the, I don't know, the, I don't know what they were supposed to be, the henchmen for <laughs> Swerve, whatever they were supposed Weird. to be. Uh, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. It, it just didn't work. They needed like people it. there with real personalities and people that really contributed because if not, all they were doing was taking away from Swerve Strickland's act instead of adding to it. And so this is the first time with all the iterations that they've been doing and variations for the Mogul Embassy, this is the first time where I go, you know what? You finally have my interest here. AR Fox feels worthy of being part of this. And Mm -hmm. if you do matches with AR Fox, singles, great. You have my attention. If you do tag team matches with him and Swerve, 
Great. You have my mm -hmm. attention. Yep. It's not one of those things where one takes away from the other or one is just there and taken away from somebody's act. It doesn't feel like that at all. So um, for me, this was definitely a win across the board. And the did you go to uh, any Lucha Underground tapings? No, I never oh, went to a Lucha Underground. Me neither. We are awful. California Connections never going to Lucha I, Underground. I don't know why and of course, I never painted. went. They're, of course, paying tribute to what they did in Lucha Underground. If you know the history of Swerve and AR Fox, this is great. Yeah, that was just kind of a weird time for shows, and they were putting them on at weird times. I had a bunch of friends that went, but I never got to go myself. I never got to go, and to be honest, I don't even know why I didn't go. Right. <laughs> just one of those things. One of those things. But um, do you, so clearly here, uh, now this is going to continue with Swerve and mm -hmm. Darby. Great. Are we expecting this blow off match to happen at All In in London or a week after All Out afterwards? I uh, probably expect All In in London. I think uh, to set up because uh, kind of where we are right now in the story, it feels like that's the big payoff. Like, I don't know if they'll they could slot in another match with Swerve or either one of them before that. Or when did they announce that Darby was going to be in the TNT Championship match? Oh, that's I, right. That that's all out already. That is, yeah, you're yeah. right. That match was for all out. Okay, it, I yeah, feel like so. it happened so soon where I'm like, oh, this match is not happening until then. Right. Yeah, you guys are right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, so when, uh, the opposite of whenever that match is, is I think will be when... Uh, because I have way more interested. I'm more interested in watching Darby and Swerve go at right. it in a pay-per-view match yeah. versus actually seeing uh, Darby and freaking Luchasaurus. Yes, exactly. Like the Luchasaurus, maybe they're going to slot Swerve in between now and then. But yeah, I don't really have a lot of interest in seeing Darby and Luchasaurus at this point. Right, exactly. Okay, well, either way, I like the way this is playing out. Good stuff. Yep. Let's get some super chats here because we got some. Uh, Sheldon Jackson says, the best match I saw today came from Eddie Kingston in the, uh, him and Ishii had a banger in the G1 today, but tomorrow is ah. Okada versus Osprey in the G1 and 20 minutes time limit. Uh, second best match was Orange Cassidy versus AR Fox. Uh, Reg, I know you watch a lot of stuff. Have you been able to manage to squeeze any of the G1 stuff into your schedule? Not yet i'm gonna binge watch all the best parts of it yet that yet but it's so hard with 3 a.m or whenever they play it and all this wrestling going on it's too much wrestling i'm not like denise i will turn my tv off and take a nap and forget about all this shit i want to do that too jake salazar <laughs> says eddie versus ishi was better than the triple threat at mania i can't disagree or agree because i haven't seen it so I can't say anything about that one there. Uh, Magnum Waite says, careful, folks. Remember that rest is just as important as work. Don't want to burn out, Denise. Hope everyone is doing well. I won't burn out because I'm a machine, Me. Magnum <laughs> Waite. A machine. Now Denise there's is times, Brian Cage. I, there's times where I'm in my house going, you're a machine, damn it. <laughs> I like, mean, you move like one, you damn robot. Denise is AI. We just figured it out. <laughs> my cousin, by the way. So, oh, Not my cousin, my brother. I was telling them because there was somebody I'm not going to mention any names here, but there was somebody that had a legitimate theory that I was not a real human, that <laughs> I was actually made from a factory. What? Yes. Really? Yes. I this will tell real. you. This is real. I will tell you in the in the chat who, who said this. Wait, this like, is somebody I know. Yes. Like a what? real person, not like a troll or anything, a real legitimate person thought that I was made in a factory somewhere to be a pro wrestling spy. 
Someone had a theory that I'm a pro wrestling spy and that I was made in a factory. And that is why I've worked with all these promotions. I shit you not. This is a real fucking thing. Like I'm not even kidding you. Yeah. For real. I'm actually going to tell, don't, don't mention the person's name, but I'm going to tell you who it was in the chat. This is crazy. Skynet is hella funny. (laughs) I send it to you in the private chat. (laughs) Don't say anything. (laughs) Sorry to everybody watching, but this is legit. So anyways, I then told my brother, (laughs) I told my brother and my mom this story. And my brother, he's like 14 years old at the time. He was like 13. He's like, I can see that. I think you're a robot too. Your brother's like, I've been convinced, honestly. My brother was sold. I was like, what? Brother's like, where did she come from, actually? But I kid you not, this is a legitimate theory that somebody had, okay? And it blows my freaking mind every time I think about it. Um, All right, we got Tim Weininger Jr. who says, A.R. Fox turning heel was surprising, but awesome. I agree as well. Um, This one's interesting. This is from Yao, who says, I feel bad for Nick Wade. He's off to an awful start. I don't think so. That match that he had with um, Swerve, I thought was great. Maybe they mean in kayfabe, Denise. Like he's off to oh. a bad start, like in kayfabe. Oh, Not like okay. really okay. off to a bad start. He's having a great time. He may have been at the show pretty much. He's having all these great angles. But yeah, as far as the character, he's getting his butt whooped. Okay, if you're talking storyline wise, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yes, boy sends it a super chat saying, Is Noam Dar invited to the cookout? I don't get it. I don't get it. No. Why would he be invited to the cookout? Exactly. <laughs> All right. Yes, boy. There's a reason why he would be invited. But he ain't. All right. You're going to have to explain that one to me afterwards because I'm out of the (laughs) loop on this one. Uh, Jake Salazar sends in a super chat saying Luke Perry's son is a, well, let's just say, be honest, needs to go back to dark. They need to bring it back. Are we going to get into it, Denise? We are. Uh, He did say something on this show today. All right. Well, let's get to it then. Uh, Let's jump into the situation here with Hook and Jack Perry. Interesting. This one is going to be interesting because I don't know exactly where they're going. I have a couple of theories. (laughs) What is this, this, right? (laughs) But let's break down what happened. So there was a video of Hook that was shown where he's on a subway train. I, I don't know. It was Yeah, what quick. was that? Yeah, it was kind of just like, I, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. Um, then Jack Perry comes out. He's the brand new FTW champion. He comes out in Taz's colors, orange and black. Mm-hmm. And he tells everybody that Hook went to the train to nowhere. And then he goes on to basically bury the FTW championship, says that it was created by a second class company yeah. full of scumbags, like yeah. all the fans, and that... He is the best thing that has ever gotten near this belt. And then he directs his comments to Taz himself. And he says that he would run circles around him and all of Taz's friends. Then we get Jerry Lynn. Jerry Lynn comes out and he basically tells them like, shut up. If it weren't for ECW (laughs) and if it wasn't for ECW talent, you would not be here today. Uh, Without ECW, there would have never been a jungle boy. Keep running that math mouth and you will get your ass kicked and right. then jungle boy jack perry says who's gonna kick my ass and jerry lynn just drops the mic and does a mic drop basically insinuating that it may be him which is 
not what I was expecting. So then Jungle Boy says, well, I'm not dressed for a match. And then they're like, next week's going to be different. And for the 200th episode of AEW Dynamite, they have promoted a face-to-face between Jerry Lynn and Jack Perry. Where? What is your theory of what they're going with here? Because I, Jerry Lynn, I'm not expecting him to actually have a match here against Jungle Boy at this point. No, right? I don't know, Denise. I'm very confused about what's going on here. Okay, I do like the angle that they're taking. We all know that Taz is ECW. They had a nice little lead-in if you watched uh, Dark Side of the Ring last night. Talking about Taz, talking about ECW. Jungle Boy knows a good way to get to Jack Perry. Sorry, Jungle Boy. We're going to continue to do this for a while. Jack Perry knows the way to get to Hook is through his dad. But Jerry Lynn interrupting him wasn't really on my bingo card, as they say. I don't know uh, how Jerry Lynn's body's holding up. I don't know if this is going to be a real real match. They advertise it as a face-to-face, which I don't really... What's, what's different than what... They did the that today. They just did that. We just saw face-to-face. What do you mean? Like, why are you... <laughs> like, hold on. I need a second to think about my comeback. So let's come back right. to this next week. I'm I'll see you next week, buddy. I'll get you. I'm going to go write all the disses down, and I'll come back for you. <laughs> But I don't know, you know, what uh, What Jerry Lynn is attached to is there are some ECW legends. I mean, we've seen Sabu on here before. RVD is going to wrestle to the end of time. He'll never stop. Uh, X-Pac, uh, he has a big attachment to Jerry Lynn also. So there's a bunch of things that could happen here. Uh, I don't know. Do you think, Denise, are you interested in Jungle Boy, the legend killer? Look, so for me, this is kind of what I was thinking about in terms of I'm not expecting Jerry Lynn to end up in some match with Jungle Boy. So Mm -hmm. I was thinking, okay, they're clearly going to have somebody else come into this. And the names that I thought of the first one, and you already mentioned it, is RVD. They could have him come out and do like this one-off match or something. Mm -hmm. Okay, fine. That would make sense to what they're It makes the most sense, yeah. Him. Another one is Rhino. I know he's Rhino. an impact, but hey, they yeah. have a relationship. They can easily do this. Uh, mm-hmm. You already mentioned X-Pac, which I would love uh, mm-hmm. to see X-Pac, my former boss, by the way, um, you know, come into AEW would be huge, but I really don't know. And then um, I was also thinking about what about Tommy Dreamer? That's another one. So there's just all these <laughs> different options of like what they can actually do here. So I would kind of like to see maybe like a little oh, I forgot your busted something. open thing. Yes. Tommy Dreamer would be great, actually. I love Tommy Dreamer. Denise, like, forget about all that. How did you feel about the promo? This is what we're here for. This is what the people want to know. How okay. did Jungle Boy get? Because you know how we felt after the first one, Denise. You know how we felt. So let me just say this. Reg, Jungle Boy is, when you think of great heel promo cutters why are you saying all that describing jack perry no no i'm not saying that i'm saying when you think of great promo heel i can't even say what great (laughs) heel promos there you go couldn't find the right word in there who do you think of i think of people like for a recent one i think of jay white he's one of the first people that comes to my mind okay and they do it in a way that is so believable like Mm. i remember seeing jay white cut a freaking uh promo in the freaking press presser that one time oh, you were yeah, there yeah. Yep. i was freaking scared i oh. saw i saw will raise his hand and he was ready to ask a question and then all of a sudden <laughs> when he realized what was going on i could see him putting his hand down like uh-uh i ain't gonna be asking jay white no questions being convincing plays a huge role in a great exactly heel promo. Yeah. so that's what i think about when i think about a great heel promo 
Mm-hmm. I don't think of Jack Perry, but I see his promos more so as, how do I explain this? That high school kid that you mm-hmm. see in those movies, that jock who's a jerk. There's a, there's, they always do this in these like teenage coming of age movies. There's always oh, a jock who's it. a jerk. Mm-hmm. That's the way that I see Jack Perry. I think that might be like, it feels like he's studying those type of guys. Like the guy that you hated in the teen comedy, the fucking football star that everybody thinks that's a jerk. It's always the football star. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And it feels like he keeps doing like the monologue that that guy would do. Like, I don't need you. I'm cool. My dad has a Ferrari. I have money. Look at my sunglasses and my leather jacket. It's like, uh, uh, something... I get, uh, you need reps. We just talked about that with the women. I guess keep giving them reps, but it's it's rough. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely rough there. Uh, that's for sure. All right, let's get into some of the super chats that I haven't uh, read yet. There, um, we have one from Yao who says uh, Jerry should play a match with Taz. Should have a match with Taz and play guest. What I forgot. Wait, yeah, I don't think I understand the super chat. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't want to mess up your super chat because you put Ow. you paid for this, but uh, I'm a little confused on, on what you're saying here. Did you get this one, Reg? Mm, sorry. Jerry should play a match with Taz and play guess. What I, I, I don't really get it. Okay. Sorry, Yao. Uh, you don't have to send in an, another super chat, but if you can explain it just in a regular comment, that would definitely help us out here. Um, all right. So let's go ahead and press on from here. Uh, this one's from Grapple Geekery, who says, uh, Fox turned heel because people keep messing up his waves. As Caprice pointed out at Death Before Dishonor, also, did Big Bill join the embassy? Uh, right, that's a good point I was thinking of with, uh, with AR Fox. I think A.R. Fox is going to replace Brian Cage in the embassy. If I were to guess what was going to happen and join Big Bill in this tag team thing, um, I don't think Big Bill is going to join the embassy. I think they're going to because they're they're a pretty hot act together, Big Bill and Brian Cage. And I don't think they need the mogul embassy even to to, to continue to get hotter. So I think they're going to break away from them. And Sheldon Jackson sends it a super chat saying, can we please stop at the mogul embassy and just call them the embassy? Mogul is no longer a thing. Swerve's affiliates didn't go with him to the embassy. I can't even say mogul, so I'm here for whatever. (laughs) I've struggled every single time saying the the word mogul. Swerve is the mogul, so that's why it's going to continue. He's the mogul part of the mogul embassy, so. Thank you. And then also earlier, um, we, uh, let's see where I'm at here. All right. Oh man, this is a disaster. I lost (laughs) track of everything. All right. So there was another super chat here from Jake Salazar and this was Max name dropping CM Punk all in about to be cooking. We'll get to that in just a second here. And this one's from Yao who says, what do you think about Fox betraying Darby and Wayne? I honestly feel bad for Nick Wayne more than I do for Darby. He can't catch a break. Seems like this is a calming theme. This is clearly what we were talking about with Nick Wayne earlier mm-hmm. with that's kind of the storyline that he's in right now. Right. All righty. And then earlier we were talking about somebody brought up, uh, this was from Steven when he brought up the difference between Soraya and Mercedes and asking if there would be a difference if Mercedes came into the division and, Reg and I kind of explained that one. And we have another super chat from Dream Ninja who says that the difference is Mercedes is one of the best wrestlers in the world. So that was definitely something that we were uh, talking about. Uh, Yao sends in a super chat saying, after this, I give up. Since I asked about Fox (laughs) betraying Darby and Nick Wade, what did you think about the hook video? What did it mean? So this one, 
We kind of talked about this for a second, and there's only so much to kind of take away from that. It seems like he's going someplace. Where is Hook going? <laughs> that is could be the college? new angle. Where is Hook going? That could be a T-shirt and everything. Where is Hook going? And then we're all searching. Like Every week, we're like, where is Hook? Where is he going? He's going to find himself because he lost his championship. So he could come back stronger than ever and beat old Jack Perry, who's being a jerk to him and his dad. Uh, Sven Big sends in a super chat saying pre-sale 10 a.m. in the morning Eastern for Grand Slam. Great job as always, guys. Uh, have you gone to Grand Slam before? I haven't gone to a Grand Slam. That would be super cool to go to New York, though. And I think they're going to have some really cool things going on. I forget that that's so soon after all their big shows. That's another show that they have to plan for. It's about to get busy over here. All righty. Thank you so much to spend big and let's go ahead and use John Deller super chat to lead us into our next topic. So he says, what's the deal with Adam Cole and MJF? So this has been a topic now for a couple of weeks since they started the whole bromance angle with MJF and Adam Cole. What we saw here today though, is uh, some great lines from MJF. Honestly, mm -hmm. MJF basically telling, uh, Telling FTR that they're going to beat him, right? But he tells Dax, I'm so sick of your Mr. Clean Yosemite Sam looking ass. <laughs> I did like a, a, a tweet where I put all the pictures side by side. It was pretty mm -hmm. hilarious, actually. And then he says, I'm going to take my fist and I'm going to punch you so hard in the face. You're going to have no choice but to spit out CM Punk's jockstrap. Shooting. Yeah, I liked it. And then afterwards, we have Adam Cole tell MJF that he actually feels that they've become real friends. And then MJF tells Adam, you know what? Win, lose, or draw, I'm going to give you a rematch for the title because I know how much it means to you. And then we have Roderick Strong have some feelings about this one. Roderick Strong Me comes too. in here, and he's been trying to warn Adam Cole. And Adam Cole mm -hmm. tells him, you're acting insane. You're acting crazy. You're acting possessive. What you're doing is pushing me away. I have other friends, Roddy. I have other friends, and you need to trust me if you want to be mine. And then he tries to get up on his face, and Adam Cole is like, boundaries. FTR has a video. Eh, they had some lines. It wasn't as hard-hitting here, but the point is they, want, they say they're going to beat MJF and Adam Cole. So what did you make of what we got here today? Uh, from this new promo, I have a new theory. That the one turning is that original call, as MJF called. Now what's going to happen, Roderick Strong's going to turn on Adam Cole to join MJF. I see why he keeps interrupting every time that they're trying to get close. Because if you keep running back the tape, every time they're about to really get close, here comes Roderick Strong to be like, hey, like, is he standing off to the side every time? Or does he, like, run when he hears him on the monitor? Like, he's always super close. So he comes in, he's like, hey, y'all ain't friends. This fool's lying. But the way that him and MJF are interacting, something is going on here. So I think what's going to happen here is Roderick Strong's going to turn on his best friend, quote-unquote, to join MJF and really stick it to Adam Cole. I can't argue with your theory here because here's where I'm feeling with this. One of the things that I was saying when Roderick Strong was on NXT was he had one of the most annoying gimmicks recently. He was part of the Diamond Mind and he was being so incredibly annoying 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you caught that, Reg, but I it did. was just not enjoyable. And I remember coming out being like, oh, my God, they're making me so sick of Roderick Strong in the story on NXT. Mm-hmm. Well, now he's in AEW. And I have to say, oh, my God, they're so annoying me with Roderick Strong here. <laughs> I'm sorry, but uh, Roderick Strong's character, where he comes out and he's constantly trying to warn Adam Cole, is so incredibly annoying. <laughs> Because you're a grown man, Reg. He's a grown man. Be honest. <laughs> if you saw one of your friends being used by some other guy, are you going to be all up on him like Roderick Strong is to Adam no. Cole? No, they're all grown men. You're grown, dude. Themselves. Yeah, you can handle this. I'm not going to be running like, hey, make sure you watch out for this guy. Don't. <laughs> Don't let him get one over on you. No, dude. When your friend will be like, dude, leave me alone. I'm grown. Exactly what Adam Cole said. Adam Cole's like, dude, I'm grown. Leave me alone. I know what I'm doing here. And Roddy's still like, nope, you don't. I have to do this for you. And that's why I'm convinced. I'm like, you're a little too invested for someone that like, let your friend live. That'd be like, if you had a friend all the time, there's another friend be like, hey, don't go hang out. Don't go eat pizza with Sarah. She's a bitch. It's like, dude, like, let them go eat pizza. If he wants to go eat pizza with Sarah, just let him go, dude. He'll figure it out in the end or Sarah's going to screw him. And then you just got to be the friend at the end. That's like, you know, it happens like that. You don't want to be an I told you so ass friend. That Nobody likes an I told you so. I told you. I was telling you the whole time. Shut up, Roddy. Nobody <laughs> wants a clingy friend. All no. right. I don't know how many of you guys listening to this show have ever had a clingy friend. Mm-hmm. I have. Yeah. It is the shit. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. There is nothing worse than someone becoming possessive over you and mm-hmm. only wanting you to be their friend. What does it do? It pushes you away. Yep. pushes just you like, away just like adam cole said he, too much man it's too close like you gotta back up gotta give me some space let me cook over here so i kind of like your theory because roger strong is coming off to me as a bad guy he's yes. coming off to me as a heel he's mm-hmm. coming off to me as annoying in this story mm-hmm. i'm not feeling like oh what a good friend look at him right. he has his back no. i'm not feeling that way towards this mm-hmm. i'd much rather i much rather be in favor of MJF in the storyline, even if MJF is secretly using Adam Cole. Right. I'd much rather side with MJF than with Roderick Strong here. Yes, because Roderick Strong just sounds like a bitch. It's like, dude, shut up. Why do you keep bringing this up? We talked about it for six <laughs> weeks straight. We're out here trying to have a good time. They're out drinking, like having a forest and get great time. And here comes Roderick Strong. <laughs> Better watch out, Adam. <laughs> Exactly. You know what he's done before. Shut up, dude. Exactly. Santiago 316 says, twist, Denise was the clingy friend. Oh, hells no. I was an only child for 13 years. I love to be alone, man. I love to be alone. Only child. That's why the Cali connection is so Cali. 13 years, I was an only child. And if you are an only child, trust me, you're totally okay with being alone. You're totally okay with having me time. Like I'm, I, this is the way that I describe myself, Reg. I am the most outgoing, antisocial person you'll ever meet. Most definitely. That's why when people, sometimes you'll see, you'll be at an event, Denise, and somebody will be like, oh, Denise is rude. It's like, no, she's never rude. <gasps> Wait, and who's saying most I'm of rude, the time, Because they think because you're not talking to anybody because you're just chilling like, Denise that you see on camera and the Denise that you see out there, they're very different people. You know what I mean? Like 
She's reserved. She's chill. She's trying to get her work done. On here, she's on fire. She's supposed to be. But she's a little bit more reserved when she's outside because, uh, honestly, it's pretty wild outside of me. Reg, now you need to spill all the dirt to me. Who's out there calling me rude? Stop it, Denise. Hey, you know what? This is, you know, I'm going to stand up for Denise all the introverts emo. out there, okay? <laughs> all the introverts out there at some point have been called rude or loners or whatever it is, some whatever negative connotation. She's better than us. She's just sitting over there because she can't stop thinking about work. She can't take five seconds to think and but go and shake hands because she it's wants It's okay to be an introvert. It's okay it to want to hang is. out by yourself. It's mm -hmm. okay to just like keep to yourself and not be butting into people. Like there's nothing that I hate more and I need to know what the chat here has to say. <laughs> there's nothing that I hate more than being at a party yeah. and seeing a group of people talking right and let's say i have no one to talk to right an, an extrovert would go up to that group and include mm -hmm. themselves into to the conversation correct me on the other hand as an introvert i'll be like nah i don't know those people why would i butt in on their business and be some annoying ass person nah i'm gonna keep uh, to myself okay. and that's my mentality when it comes to situations like that and so yeah <laughs> Not a, rude, I blame Roderick Strong for this. This is Roderick Strong's fault. It's all his fault. Coming in here being annoying. Thank you. Thank you to the introverts in the chat, by the way. But that's the thing, though. When we're friends and if I know you, mm -hmm. effing great. Yes. I'll talk up a storm. You'll get annoyed of me. It'll be great. But if I don't know you, I'll just You're keep out. to myself. Correct. Yeah. All right. So, oh, you got me heated there, man. <laughs> You so got me funny. heated there. This is Roderick Strong's fault. That's all this is all Roderick Strong's fault. All right. Mm -hmm. um, let's go ahead and press on from here. Uh, we also got some more super chats. This one's from Gotham Guy who says, I guess I got spoiled because the hater Sheeta main event match back in December set the bar extremely high for me. Since right. then, I've been hoping that future women's matches would match that intensity. And this is part of the reason that I think people kind of get frustrated with the booking of the women because mm -hmm. we have been given these samples these teases exactly. of how good it can be shit yep. we just had willow and athena exactly right like it it you can go through and look through the list and be like oh tony was doing something great over here oh jamie had these great things even the thunder and brit stuff like there's throughout the history of AEW, there's definitely a lot of stuff that we thought like this is going to be it but it always just like didn't continue we just needed to continue like i said more time more time more time Exactly. Jake Salazar sends it a super chat saying, I've seen better heel work on Paw Patrol. Get Luke Perry's kid out of here. Hey, Reg, have you ever seen Paw Patrol? I've never seen it. I have. It's actually <laughs> pretty cute. Before my time and I don't have any kids, so. Yeah, it's pretty cute. Honestly, I like the show. It's cute. Uh, they so got nice. this like, I don't remember the, the bulldog's name, but they have a really, they have a bulldog that's like a big time bully. So I'm guessing that's the good heel. This show's heel about the police, right? Yeah, those little dogs that are like, they go out there and they do. <laughs> I don't know. Reg, come on now. I don't care if it's a damn dog in that costume. You're still a pig. <laughs> oh, I get it now. Sorry. I was. I thought you were just booing Paw Patrol in general. No, I'm booing, booing the I police. Was like, I was like, Reg, Paw Patrol <laughs> is a children's show. Why are you booing it? Fuck them kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Paw Patrol. Paw 
the only one is the cop that's hella funny. <laughs> okay, but it is a really cute cops. show, though. I really like Paw Patrol from what I've seen. It's very cute. And Ooh. even the little song. They have oh, a really funny. cute theme song. Uh, Alan Taylor says, mm. Jack Perry is next-gen Christian. He has the same heel cadence and smarmy attitude that gives me WrestleMania 20 vibes. Give him time. Uh, his work will speak. He All can't right. promo like Christian. That's for damn sure. Yeah, but then again, he's he, we can't compare the longevity that Christian has had to yeah. to Jungle Boy, right? We just exactly. can't. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, and then Yao says it's an old man joke. Oh yeah, I'm an old man. I didn't really get it. Okay. Um, <laughs> Jake Salazar sends in a super chat saying, "Damn, Nick Wayne lost in the shuffle already." Stop. Yeah, stop. No, he's not. And then we have Yao who says, "Question for you, Reg: If you have mm-hmm. your own YouTube channel and you sing vibe, uh, you sing fun to vibe with." Oh yeah, I do. At righteous, my my at is right here on the bottom of this thing. And uh, righteous Reg on tw- on YouTube, I have a bunch of rap videos. If you like rap, I just put out a new rap video. If you guys haven't seen or heard, go on to Twitter. It's called "A Sign, a Peace Sign," directed by the homie Cole, uh, produced by the homie the Alias. So if you like raps, definitely go on there and find some. Thank you. Grapple, Grapple Geekery sends in a super chat saying Cole and Roger Strong should be setting up MJF together. God, I hope not. I'd much rather have Adam Cole be friends with MJF than with Roderick Strong. <laughs> you just do not like Roddy. That NXT run really got you good, huh? What did he do? What did he say? He was Stop just being was obnoxious. He was being pretty obnoxious. He I kind of want him to bring that character over here. That's going to make oh, you hate God. him even more, huh? Oh, God, yeah. I think that would have go-away heat for me. Yeah. Okay, that's understandable. John Deller sends in a super chat saying, remember the Willow and Soho tag team match was great. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much to John Deller for this very generous super chat and all the super chats that you guys have been sending in. Thank you guys so much, man. You guys are keeping us funded, man. Seriously. Thank you so much. Y'all are cool. Yeah, seriously. And all right, let's go ahead and get into some of the other topics we haven't talked about. Uh, Jericho and Don Callis. We -hmm. saw more members of the Jericho Appreciation Society. We saw Angelo and Matt. Uh, We had talked about them last week. And then Anna and Ty appeared. And they're basically telling the same thing that Jake Hager told them, which was, Hey, man, if you're not going to be an all-in on us, we can't be 100% with you either. And right. next week, we are going to be seeing a match between Jericho and Kanoshka Takeshita versus Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia. Yeah. Jericho Appreciation Society seems like it's finally coming to an end, but I don't really know if I like Jericho and Don Callis. I understand why they're doing it because of the history, but I think... That because someone was saying it in the chat about Don Callis joining somebody. I think Don Callis is such a strong promo that he could be used for more than just Takeshita. And Jericho doesn't need anyone to talk for him. So why would he be paired with Don Callis? Like, use that attention for Don Callis for somebody who isn't the best on the promos because you could get them way over. I understand why and what they're doing, but it's just kind of like Don Callis could maybe be used in a better position here. Imagine if they did Jungle Boy and Don Callis. Yeah, exactly. I think that's what somebody said in the chat. Like if if Don Callis was there with that heat that Jungle Boy already has, adding on to that, we'd hate Jungle Boy so much. Like maybe think about that instead of Jericho. Right, right. Uh, We got a super chat here from Arza288 who says... Generic creative wrestler Roger Strong. <laughs> Roddy, now you keep catching them strays. 
I actually have a big fan of Roderick Strong, though. I do need he's to good. add that. I just ring, don't like amazing. the characters We're, that they've been doing with him. People, we know we've seen Roderick Strong at the best of the best, so we know what's up. Exactly. In ring wise, I love Roderick Strong. Mm. Recent characters, eh, not so much. <laughs> um, we need to get into Pack versus Gravity because oh, yeah. this is never not going to be funny. I feel like this was Tony Khan's sense of humor coming out in his booking here. One thousand percent. As you guys know, Pack was known as the man that Gravity forgot. We have Gravity Luchador here, uh, Bandito's brother, making his AEW debut. So the running joke is, and he's. <laughs> Smacked with gravity and gravity forgot him. Mm -hmm. Um, this was phenomenal, man. We got some yeah. beautiful action in this match. Uh, Pac gets the victory, um, after uh, making him submit with the brutalizer. Uh, how'd you feel about what we saw here tonight? Pac is just so badass. I love seeing him just like he doesn't even have to. It's crazy because that was his persona, this whole thing, like, uh. 15, 10 years ago, like Pac was all about flips. Like I wanted to see, you know how I bounce, love spot flips. I love this. He's not that wrestler at all anymore. And he's better. Like he got better as a professional wrestler. This match wasn't the, there wasn't a bunch of spots. There wasn't a bunch of crazy stuff that like gravity did some really cool stuff. But for the most part, it was just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and coming out with the suit, all the, he did a bunch of stuff. But Pac is just so good at the basics and just regular slams and suplexes that all of his matches are awesome. So being paired with the luchador, playing into the, do you remember me? Like moving his hair to be like, <laughs> I know you remember me. All of it was super fun. But the main thing is having Pac back on a weekly basis such an exceptional pro wrestler. He's already had so many great, the things with Claudio at ring of honor and blood and guts. Like he's just so good. And that was the, that's, that's the main takeaway from it. It's just like pack, man, he is on another level. And that's the thing. That's all I want to see from pack is I just want to see mm -hmm. this, you know, this guy that looks like he would, beat the living crap out of just about anybody. And yeah. that's what's really great. But a uh, shout out to Gravity. He looked great in this. I love yeah. that during this match, Pac was yelling at him, forget me not, forget <laughs> me not. Yeah, and Gravity's looking really cool. Like I seen him about a year and a half ago, maybe at a West Coast Pro show out here. He's of course Bandito's brother. And he continued to, continues to get better still a young guy i liked how they talked up his soccer pass and they talked up all these things really cool uh kind of replacement while his brother is out with the wrist injury right exactly all right we got one more thing to get into in regards to today's show if you guys want to get your last minute super chats in now is the time mm -hmm. uh let's see what we got here uh this is from yao who says how can you guys seem more pleasant to deal with and laugh with than we have sean <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Look, if you guys want to send your super crap, oh, super crap, super chaps, <laughs> crapping on Sean, I will take them. All oh, right, like, I need the money. This for sure. I need the money. I don't care. <laughs> Sean's gonna be like, "God damn it, Denise, that mm -hmm. is so real, Denise." <laughs> God damn it, Denise. Actually, it's funny. Uh, when was it? Actually, yesterday, <laughs> someone also said a super chat about Sean, like saying that he, didn't, he didn't seem nice or whatever. I forgot what it was, right? And I was <laughs> thinking to myself, like, actually, Sean's really nice, and I don't he think is. everybody knows that for a fact. But I, I love to share. The bit on Sean is way better. Actually, he sucks. He's the worst. Yeah, he's terrible. <laughs> we hate him. We hate him. Mm -hmm. All right. Moving on from this, uh, before we continue on, just a friendly reminder to everybody that if you are enjoying the show with Reg and I, we are going to be here each and every single Wednesday. The yep. California Connection is 
permanent. And then on top of that, I'm here on Tuesdays to talk about NXT. Uh, this Friday, I will be here to chat SmackDown. Tomorrow, I'm going to be dropping an interview with a WWE talent that you guys can check out. Uh, mm. Saturday... I'll be here for AEW Collision. Sunday, I will be doing a watch-along for the Great American Bash. So NXT fans, you guys can pop on in. We'll have a good time. Watch the shows. And then if you haven't already, please check out those interviews that I did with Cody Rhodes, Brandy Rhodes, um, Chelsea Green, mm -hmm. Matt Cardona, Kevin Patrick, DDP, Eric Young, all of those brand-new interviews. And then you can also check out the uh, AEW All Out 2023 All Elite Crate unboxing video and that is also up here on this channel so now awesome. let's get to it main event mm -hmm. time the blackpool combat club lucha bros versus best friends uh in this main event and uh the lucha brothers end up getting the win but mm -hmm. due to everything that unfolded here it's very clear that the blackpool combat club is moving on to a storyline against the best friends yeah. we mentioned earlier that john moxley had attacked orange cassidy following his match so then during this match Orange Cassidy came out and basically got his revenge on John Moxley. And this ended up kind of being the catalyst for them not getting the win. And even mm -hmm. after the match, we were still seeing Orange Cassidy, Wheeler Yuta, and John Moxley all basically go at it. Also, they added a match for next week's 200th episode of Dynamite. We are going to be seeing a triple threat John Moxley versus Tramperetta versus Penta. Uh, what'd you make of all of this, Reg? The ending felt a little bit clunky. I don't know. They felt like there was a little too much going on. I'm liking the direction of all of this. I like that the best friends are involved. I think that for a long time they needed to be kind of giving an opportunity, given a main event kind of angle, given a spot like this. And being involved with the BCC is great. They're going to do BCC and Death Triangle and uh, Trios match. Beautiful. That's all. I'm great. I'm hoping that's where we're leading here. The match was fine. The match was cool. I just thought, I don't know. It just, um, I don't know if it's because of time or them going over, but a lot of the endings for the last couple of weeks, I felt a little bit like rushed or something. They got to like hone it into where it's like, this is the ending, a big stamp on it. Cause it's just kind of felt like things have been going on and they're like, we're going out of the, uh, uh, going off the air, but not like in the cool way that you want to. It's just like, we it feel like there's a little bit more that we were going to get before it was going to happen. So they got to kind of find, trying to figure out the endings, I think here. And that's what happened to last week with blood and guts. When we were on the air, it was only we found out because of people that were at the actual event posting mm -hmm. videos of the, the Blackpool Combat Club and the Golden Elite shaking hands. And I'm thinking to myself, TV audiences need to know about that. That's exactly. that's huge for the storytelling of this. Mm -hmm. uh, and the fact that like we, you only knew that if you if you saw the video on Twitter or yep. TikTok or whatever. And if not, you weren't going to know about that. And that wasn't included in the actual ending of the show because they ran out of time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So uh, like that, that's kind of how it felt at the end of this. How did you feel about the ending, Denise? Did it feel like, because I felt like, like I said earlier, the AR Fox and, and Swerve and Darby and Orange was kind of like the best part of the show for me. Did this ending kind of, like I said, put the stamp on it for you or it was just like, oh, that's an ending. Here's the thing. the la we've, we've been spoiled with a lot of episodes of Dynamite that yeah. at the ending, we're used to a big bang happening, right? Yeah. Something huge. And usually what happens at the end of the show is what ends up being the title of these YouTube videos, for right. example. Right. When I came out here and I was trying to figure out what the title of this video was going to be, 
I'm like, shit, I don't really know. I could go mm -hmm. multiple directions, but there wasn't like a, sig a, a single thing that really said, this is the main thing that happened on the show that's going to get people to click. And that's funny because like the last couple of weeks, you've been like rushing after the show to add something in that happened at the end of the show. And now it's just like, oh, I guess I could keep the thumbnail that I had originally. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I always yeah. do like a pre thumbnail just to mm -hmm. get the show promoted. And then I'm thinking, well, this is going to change during the show. I looked at my thumbnail today and I'm like, ah, I could stay the same. <laughs> but I am going to change the title. So you guys will see a different title afterwards. But right. uh, but it's little things like that, though, that yeah. some people may not think about that, you know, just the show didn't have like an overall this was the thing that everyone's going to talk about. It ended yeah. up being the women. Why? Because of that freaking sign that was showed on the, the, the broadcast, which wasn't even like part of the story. Right. 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 Yeah. I don't think there was anything to like really grab down. There was for me, but I could see why people could say like, what was the, the grab or the hook, the whatever for there the you show. Go. The hook. Exactly. Um, alrighty. So that is pretty much our show for today. Uh, Reg, before we go, please let the people know where they can find you, where they can support you and all that good stuff. Uh, at Righteous Reg is right here on the bottom. Every Saturday, you can find me on the Grapsity podcast with Philip Lindsay. I think we're going to do Ask Grapsity tomorrow. Um, also on the Ring of Honor post show with Kate. Um, also, every Wednesday, I'm on with Mike for Indeed. Um, I got a new music video out. You can see that on Twitter. Uh, follow me uh, to subscribe. You guys are all super great in here. Denise has a great base. You guys are cool. This is all great. I'm so happy to be here. I love it. All right. Thank you so much for that, Reg. And I'm just going through the super chats one last time to make sure that I got everybody here. And I did. Um, all right. So I want to thank everybody for coming on and for supporting the show. Without you guys, we are nothing. So thank you so much for the support. Uh, please do not forget to give this video a like if you listen to the audio version of this or you want to leave a review. We do have the Apple Podcast and Spotify links in the description of this video. Click on those, leave a review. Uh, it really helps out in just growing the podcast a lot more. Uh, thank you to everybody. Subscribe to the channel. Check me out on Facebook, Denise Salcedo, uh, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. We'll catch you guys back here uh, on Friday for SmackDown Conversation. Goodbye, everyone.